everyone, this is Manny. And Wyo. And we are doing this episode from the desert. Yeah, beautiful desert. <laughs> yeah, we're actually just outside of Capitol Reef in Utah. Uh, we travel full time. Uh, hopefully people get to know more about us, but we'll we'll let that come in piecemeal. But we, we travel full time. We're just traveling in a Jeep around the country. Uh, well, eventually the world in starting November, but if the apocalypse settles down a little bit, but uh, we're, so we're going to be doing these podcasts from remote locations. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be in a studio. There's just no way we're going to do that. So that's just going to be part of the, we'll call it charm and, and <laughs> other people might call it annoying if it gets loud, but nuance. <laughs> yeah. So why I was talking to me briefly and we decided to well it's seven in the morning we have a lot of good conversations at seven o'clock in the morning coffee talk coffee talk yeah but we were talking about uh well you, you had listened to a podcast from who uh fuck love laugh okay and you really enjoyed it yeah the author uh is the name of the podcaster and um i just a lot of her questions are really introspective and the guests that she's had um bring out you know really interesting viewpoints so i i really enjoyed what i've heard so far and i brought it up to talk with you about yeah so what was it specifically that she was talking about that you were interested in well for today i was thinking yeah like just something we hadn't really addressed yet like as far as our relationship is like what's the biggest fear you know, in relationships. So it's, it's definitely a personal topic to uh, dig into and maybe a little vulnerable, but yeah, here we go. Well, we're in the desert. We're surrounded by scorpions and rattlesnakes. <laughs> so we're vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> so was it about the biggest fear of relationships philosophically or specifically to me or you? Well, I think both apply um but yeah we can talk about both um like general philosophy wise as far as relationship goes and then maybe how it applies to this particular relationship okay do you want to go first or shall i no you can okay you can uh you can save up your ammo <laughs> so actually so it um, I have thought about this. I'm practicing submission and deferring to you. Yes. Good girl, you're going to get a cookie. <laughs> We've never rewarded with cookies before. Now no. people are going to think that's what it's like. <laughs> it's like Lassie. Here's <laughs> a treat. Yeah. Um, which is, which could be hot, but <laughs> not our dynamic, but right. totally okay. So the, um, no, so the biggest, my biggest fear in relationships... And this doesn't relate to you, but it has a lot to do with when I, God, I, I, I always hate labels, but you have to use words to communicate. So whenever I became Polly, I, I don't even like that expression, mm -hmm. but when I decided that this was going to be my type of life, this was going to be for me, or at least I didn't decide it was for me. I decided that I was going to explore it and have since decided it's for me. Um, I had, I had reasons for doing it. And what's funny is that you have com 
I'll just say completely, but you have definitely different reasons that brought you to a very similar place. I mean, we have a very similar attitude towards this, but we came at it from different angles. Mm -hmm. But mine, in large extent, came from my biggest fear. And where I come from is I'm a happy person. Like, I'm happy at life. I find happiness in the things I do. I find happiness in my friends. I find happiness in my sex life. I find happiness in my podcasts and YouTube videos and traveling. I mean, I'm, I'm my, my kid. I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm only not happy when I'm hurt. And the only thing in the entire world that has the ability to hurt me, and this isn't a choice. This is just in my 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 makeup is my partners you know I can't be hurt because a boss says I didn't do a good job I can't be hurt because I'm not hurt if I get into a car crash and my car gets wrecked I don't care about anything like none of that hurts me it doesn't phase me even I don't have anxiety I don't have none of that partners just have this <laughs> innate ability to hurt me and it's either from well, primarily the hurt of being cheated on. Mm. Um, but partners, you know, in a monogamous relationship, developing emotional attachments to somebody else. I've been through that. Incredibly painful. And just, you know, of course, this, I guess the fear of the someone you love leaving you, although that hasn't really happened to me all but, but once. Mm -hmm. I've been, always been the other way around. I've always left when I've been hurt but I didn't want to be hurt anymore and the you know if you ask people they say well that's just part of life of course being hurt in romantic relationships that that's just part of being a human but then I started thinking about well why why does that have to be part of my life I mean, working five days to take two off, that's part of being human, but not for me. I figured out how to just travel around the country full-time or work remotely every one week out of every three. Like, so many things are just part of life that, that really, if you step outside the box, don't have to be. They're just accepted because everyone else accepts them. So I started thinking, I want to avoid being hurt. Well, how can I do that? Well, how can I not be cheated on? Right. Well, if cheating doesn't even exist as a concept in my relationships, then by definition, I can't be. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, just restructured. I restructured things in a way where I can't be hurt. Uh, I can't be... Well, there's levels of hurt. I mean, anybody can get their feelings hurt. If I tell you that you don't look pretty in that dress, your feelings can be hurt. I'm not saying we're we're avoiding all pain, but there's a difference between that and um, I'm divorcing you and taking the kids with me and, and you don't get the house. <laughs> like, well, it's the same as like the <laughs> difference between hurt and harm in BDSM. Yeah, so I mean, like, there's, there's, there's manageable and non-manageable. Right. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper down this, this hurt thing as far as different types of hurt. I, I feel like there's two different types of pain in a relationship. There's... There's fair pain and there's unfair pain. Mm -hmm. 
And the way I, I separate them is I, I, fair pain is part of life. It's unavoidable. You know, even if it's strong pain, it's manageable pain. You know, if um, they like say, of course, I'd be hurt if, if someone leaves me. Well, no matter how much pain you feel if someone leaves you, it's not unfair. They're allowed to leave you. They're allowed to fall out of love. They're allowed to fall in love with somebody else. They're allowed to decide that you're not a good fit. There's nothing unfair about someone leaving you, no matter how much it hurts. It's not unfair, and that to me is manageable pain. Unfair pain is someone cheating on you. Someone accusing you of something you didn't do. Someone questioning your integrity. Those are unfair pain, and that's the type of pain I can't handle. It's the unfair pain. So it wasn't about avoiding pain of all types. It was just about avoiding the unfair pain where I didn't do anything wrong and this is something being done to me. And so I, I said, I want to be, um, I want to avoid that. Well, how can I avoid that? Well, one way is to not get into relationships and not love. And that, mm. you know, that could result in great kinky sex every day for the rest of my life, but I think it would be unfulfilling can be well it's not unfulfilling for a day or a week but unfulfilling for the rest of my life for sure i don't want that i want to love and be loved also so the the one night stand or just having fuck buddies is not an option for me it's not that i wouldn't find happiness in that so i wanted relationship but it needed to be different so i wanted to have connections and i wanted to to be loved and, mm-hmm. and also give love but in a way where I, I wouldn't be harmed and that's kind of how I came to this whole idea really it gets sprung from my biggest fear <clears throat> now you're going to have people say that well that's a terrible reason to do it you know it sh- it sh- you should only find polyamory because you just want to love many people and I, I don't think that's right I think that it doesn't matter the path you get there you know my path came out of fear but now that I'm here I've alleviated this fear. You can't cheat on me. Um, I've even alleviated the, the mitigated at least some of the pain of somebody, a partner leaving me. Like I could be devastated by it, but it, it will never be the same devastation if it's your entire world, that one person. It just, it just can't be, you're, you're hurt. It's kind of the difference between you have a, a close friend that moves to another state well, of course, you're hurt and you're sad. You're not going to get to see them as much. You don't get to bowl them every Tuesday night. Um, you know, you're going to miss their kids' birthday parties that you've been to for the last six years. Of course, it's hurt. But it's not the same hurt you would feel if every single friend you knew in the entire world moved. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, when you have a monogamous relationship and that person leaves you, that's every friend in your entire world left because it's every relationship romantically you have leaves at once it happens to be one person so anyways even that that fear has been been mitigated so the biggest fear not and this doesn't apply to you i have different fears with you but the biggest fear is that you know of being hurt just pain and mm-hmm. and but then figuring out how not to accept it anymore so that was maybe a little bit wordy but <laughs> I had my coffee. That was really good. So, so let's, so you, so what is your biggest fear? Not about me specifically, but just in relationships. What, traditionally, what was your biggest fear before me? Well, before I came into 
um, understanding the difference between vanilla relationships and lifestyle BDSM, um, I always gave of myself. I would, I, I would be, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of a chameleon for relationships. Um, so I would like become whatever they wanted, right? Um, if they needed somebody who managed their bills or, you know, they needed somebody to run errands for them, like I, I become whatever they need, you know? Um, in the process, I tend to lose myself, which is sort of a dangerous thing for a submissive because the whole point or one of the major facets of being a submissive is letting go and following the lead of the dominant and so part um, of so part of the appeal is losing yourself or or losing yourself is part of what takes the pressure off of having that to be in control well it's or, a byproduct of it yeah right. uh, but that's also the slippery slope so um that is definitely my biggest fear in relationships in general is just trying to stay true to myself and making sure that I don't get so far away from what makes me happy just because I'm trying to please other people. So we we definitely going to have to dig deeper in that now or at some point because that's like traditionally applies to just traditional relationships mm-hmm. about a partner losing their stuff in the other person but it's a it's different as a submissive yeah or someone in a master slave relationship or whatever submissive relationship consensual negotiated but nonetheless mm-hmm. like there's a bit of a contradiction there between the fear and then and then what you're actually aiming for or achieving right well and it applies to us as well um the the key component that I am I'm identifying so far is that there has to be that the implicit trust. Like I have to trust you that you are not going to let me get too far away from who I really am as well. Um, because I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to defer to your decisions. Um, that's what we've negotiated. Yeah, and I I don't like I don't take that lightly because there's a slippery slope on both sides of a DS relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use the term dominant DS dominant submission, but but master slave is a component of it, but it doesn't have to be. So I'm just using the term DS. Right. I'm referring to it can apply to any D yeah, type and S type. Dynamic, yeah, it, yeah, it it does, it, it, and I'm going to speak of it in terms of the relationship because mm-hmm. inside the bedroom. It's not a DS relationship. It's top and bottom. It's it's. I mean, it is, but it it's it's so separated that that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Well, not at least not this particular discussion. Right. Future ones for sure. So it, it's a slippery slope on both sides. So you're worried about as a submissive losing yourself in because in submission, even though you're kind of trying to go for that, <laughs> right? And. It's the it's an, a similar, not similar, but a parallel slippery slope as a dominant because I want to be in control. Mm-hmm. And con- that does not mean controlling. Dominating does not mean domineering. I want, but I want to be in control and have control over certain things. 
I like you submitting to me in these areas. But then I have the slippery slope of that could so easily be taken advantage of. Right. It could so easily be I get to do things my way. And like the, I, I always say that I, I hate this word, but it's it's so true is that being dominant can could cross into being abusive like almost without you knowing it or things what I consider would have objectively considered abusive but when you are that's what a slippery slope is once you're in it you start to fall into those habits right right um or I'm saying you do I'm saying that it's the that's the fear you always have to be on guard for that you have to be incredibly strong to be a dominant strong in character mm-hmm. so my responsibility because you are deferring to me is to make sure that you don't lose yourself. I mean, it could be just simple things such as we don't always do what I want to do because I get to decide. I have to learn you and understand you and make sure that there's balance. Mm -hmm. You're trusting me to create that balance. Right. I find that's often a a mistake that people new to the scene... Um, make as far as trying to find a new partner they are they're shopping their list of kinks they're shopping their fantasy they're shopping for somebody who will check the boxes of the fun stuff that they want to do but they neglect that there's a person on the other side of that and you have to learn who that person is and I mean I'm not talking just limits and boundaries I'm talking like actual personality and what makes that person happy and that has to be at the center from both sides as a as a submissive i want to be pleasing but i also don't want to um just give give so much that that my happiness is cast off and and the dominant should keep my happiness at the at the center too you know, of course, like, but that's just like any relationship. It should be, you know, we, we joke about, you know, like my job is like, it's my job to make you happy. Your job is to make me happy, but simultaneously you're, you're responsible for your own happiness. The whole idea of polyamory, or part of the idea of polyamory is you're not putting that onus on the other person to be responsible for your happiness. But at the same time, that's what a loving relationship is, is trying to make the person happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a delicate line to play. And the, and the closer you get to the line, the more beautiful it is. But then, you know, it's like the edge of a cliff. Like, you, the closer you get to the edge, the better the photograph you can take. But one more step, you know, you're wily coyote. <laughs> and I say that because we're surrounded by... Beautiful cliffs. We're basically in the middle <laughs> of the desert, surrounded by cliffs. But no, it is it is, it is dangerous. So here, I have a question for you. This, this will maybe clear things up so so why do you want to be in submission you know I, anyone who meets you would never consider you a doormat or a beta female or anything like that so what is it that motivates you to want to do this because this is it is related I mean it, it, I'm sorry it does contradict your fear your fear is losing yourself so then why do you want to lose yourself if that's your fear like what like what's the what is to be gained if you're risking giving something up what do you gain by letting go? Freedom. Um, 
in my vanilla world experience, I, yeah, I'm definitely not a beta female. I, I always take charge when situations need it, but I've always found that that is exhausting to me. So when I, I, I can do it. I'm capable of it. I'm very resourceful. I'll make sure things get done. But at the end of it, I'm just wiped out and still not fulfilled. So what actually fills that need is being able to have that space where I can release and let go and know that I'm being cared for. Somebody's got my back and my best interests at heart. Okay. So then how does that, but how does that drive with your fear of losing yourself? I mean, is it exhausting to do things to not lose yourself? And and it's just you pick the lesser of two evils, either losing yourself or or not losing yourself and being exhausted. I mean, why 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 do you choose this? As far as uh, the submission goes, it's it's not exhausting. It's like being the bird on the on the air that's just coasting. That's when I can release and just stop and appreciate the beauty that's going on instead of having to work on and think about every single thing, every plate that's spinning, all the balls that are juggling. Okay. So do you think that that's... I mean, since you've been with me and you've let go, have... Have I given you beauty? Absolutely. I mean, I... I think I brought that up the other day because when we decided to take off from from the, the state we were in, the humid, muggy state we were in, and I said, we're just getting the hell out of here. We're just going to go. We're just going to travel. And you didn't even ask me where. You just said, what should I bring? I mean, you did. I mean, metaphorically, you didn't ask me where. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, in conversation, we were talking about where to go. But you just just went along. And you, yeah. tr- you trusted me that where I took you would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I also asked you what you wanted to see and what you wanted to do. Right. You know, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's it's you're still getting what you want. It's just that you're, I'm giving it to you. You're not taking it. Mm-hmm. But the end goal, the end is still the same. Yep. And then you get to let go and just be. It's no, I, I get it. And and the funny thing is, is I, I think that in a lot of ways, I think most people would like to let go in certain ways, but they're they're whatever that need is to have control over certain things. It's just ingrained into the things you need for your security. You know, so the control. Like, I, I don't care about, well, you know, I don't care about control over, like, I could give two shits what national park we go to next. next. I mean, that doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. It's control over not being heard. Right. The control over the dynamic that says we're just going to have fun. You know? And uh, by the way, this is, it's funny, this is one of the things we talked about when we first, because we found each other through various kinks. Mm-hmm. And then realized we were both in the, the DS dynamic and went, oh, that's 
didn't realize that matched up off the bat. It was more, mm-hmm. it was more specific sexual interests, mm-hmm. and then interest in travel and interest in everything else. But the DS dynamic that didn't come up immediately with us. Right. And I didn't realize that was. Pro- I mean, I knew we were that in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. But that didn't mean that our dynamic was going to be that. And I remember I told you that I needed to have control over certain things in the relationship. And again, before we even negotiated any of this, and I said, I said it was non-negotiable for me. But do you remember what I told you I wanted control over? Arguments. Yes. I just wanted control over those, well, yeah, just I don't argue. I don't fight. By the way, when I say don't, I mean every year I'm going to have three or four moments where I'm shitty because I'm human but <laughs> but it's not it's not my my daily personality I don't like confrontation I don't like conflict I don't want arguments and ultimately I don't want to be hurt it all comes down to not being hurt I mm-hmm. don't I do not and and, and I, this was non-negotiable we're not going to have a house where anxiety dominates our life because anxiety always leads to pain for me when my partner is anxious that's when they say things that are hurtful and mean that's when I get hurt so in the way that you express that is shutting down things like conversations before it escalates into an argument. That doesn't mean that you're like, you don't say I'm right and you're wrong. So then we can't argue about this. No, this here, this way here, this, none of this is scripted. Right. So also honestly, like, like we've, we've, we've had one argument. I would say we've had one fair argument mm-hmm. in our entire relationship. So far, but so far, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll, we'll argue again. Mm-hmm. Like just, I, I, the goal is to never, but I mean, we're going to. I mean, but in our entire relationship, we haven't. But what we have had, <clears throat> what everybody has, is we've had. I mean, God, probably at least a dozen times we've had a moment where we started going back and forth, and there was a little bit of tension because we, you know, I, one of us misunderstood something the other one said, or we. Something was, I hate the word triggered, but it's, but one of us was triggered on something from a past relationship or something like that. But there were about a, you know, probably a dozen times where things maybe started to escalate, right? Mm-hmm. Where you could feel that it was coming. And every single time, but this is what I told you had to happen in our relationship. It was non, again, non-negotiable. Is that I said, nope, stop. Not how we do things. We're not arguing. Whether it be we're going to take a minute, whether we're going to be we're going to step away, whether we're going to go backwards and, and, and say the last five minutes didn't happen and start over. But whatever it is, I was in control of making sure it didn't escalate. Right? Right. And But you are required, and I, I, the word required, I'm, it's, I'm firm on this, they are required to, to defer and say, yeah, you know, well, it doesn't matter what words you use. You're, you're required to go along with it. That you, you, you cannot say, well... But, you know, no, we're not going to stop. You wouldn't have said that had you not meant this, this, and that. Or this is the way. Like, that's not, it just, we're not doing that. Period. Or hold on to it and bring it up <clears throat> for yeah. a further conversation oh, yeah. no, later. No, exactly. It's like, right. But, but, again, this is the unscripted part of this. Of those dozen times, mm-hmm. and, and I shut things down, how many of the dozen times did I say the reason this happened that it was that it was my fault? Oh, like... At least three quarters of them. Probably, probably, not, probably nine of the twelve times. Yeah, it, shutting down the argument has nothing to do with, like, I may I, I get the last word, and has nothing to do with, with. You know, I'm right and you're wrong. It's like no, 
you're deferring to me and trusting my judgment that number one, I'll shut it down. Number two, there's no passive aggressiveness. I'm not going to come up later. Number three, we're going to resolve this in a way that's objective and fair. And you trust me on that. And so the couple times when I've said, this, this was on you, you were the one who was wrong in this. Was I right every time about that? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm objective. I can. I, I have the ability to be objective. And, and, and therefore, unfortunately, by the way, I would have no problem telling you that you were wrong three quarters of the time if, if you were. It just turns out you weren't. It was me. I was the one who was escalating things. It was... It, so again, being in control, this has nothing to do with domineering or abuse. It has to do with, I'm in control of the, the dynamic going this way. But the reason this, I'm bringing this up, and I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole, it circles back to our relationship dynamic, that the, the DS part of the dynamic has to do with me not being hurt. Mm-hmm. But the end goal for you is you get to let go and trust that we're not going to fight. and But it's not going to end with you were wrong or we're talking about this later it's not going to end with me losing myself because i'm always wrong yeah. or something oh God, like that yeah that's that, that is so gross when people do that right and and what's funny is i've had relationships where it really was the other person wrong just about every time and the minute you say that you you, you if i said that well, i just did say it out loud but you sound like one of those douchebags like typical most people in arguments and everything they're wrong and it's mm-hmm. like it's like no in that relationship it really wasn't me yeah it just wasn't but I can acknowledge in the relationship where you are more passive than me that it is me. Like, it's not... Right. Both both are correct. So, so you said um, that mm. your biggest fear didn't apply to me or our relationship. Yeah. So, so do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so the biggest fear now, because this dynamic is working the way it is, I'm not afraid of being hurt, hurt by you. I'm just not. I know your personality. I know who you are. You know, I've, I've had plenty of partners who would who will just, they would swear on a Bible if they were religious that they've never said a hurtful thing in their life to me. And it's like, oh my God, all you did was hurt me. You know, but you don't just say, you don't say or do hurtful things. You just don't. And I'm not saying you're not capable of it. If the argument escalated or the or the anxiety was allowed to escalate, I believe you're capable of it. I believe I'm capable of it, but because you don't, because you allow me to stop it from escalating to that point, that doesn't happen. So I'm not afraid of that with you. That's not my fear. My fear with you is now because I have everything I want. I have this relationship that where I'm not getting hurt, and I have the the sexual component that I've never had to this degree, which is the most important thing in my entire universe. And well, those are, that's a whole other conversation, the specifics of that. <laughs> but my biggest fear is that you're going to turn out to not be the way you seem. Even though you've given zero indication or zero red flags that that's the case. People do present differently in relationships and a day later or six months or five years later you realize that really wasn't who they are and the mask falls off the mask the mask falls off after you can only keep it on for so long you know i mean in a traditional vanilla relationship it's it's the woman but she used to love giving blowjobs and then (laughs) then then it turns out she's doing it just for him well when it's just for him it's just then when she's married she doesn't have to because you know and then it's all of a sudden it's like 
the guy's getting a like blowjob on his birthday. Again, and this is this is complete vanilla monogamy. That's just nonsense in a in a hypersexual relationship like ours. Mm-hmm. But in a it's it's same idea. Or a person, you know, I've had partners who who I just with a month into the relationship, I'm like, oh my God, you're so introspective. The way you self-assess and the way you could acknowledge that you were wrong in the argument. And like in the first month of the relationship, we argue and, and my partner would be the first one to say, you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? I took that wrong. I never should have said that. Like six months later, they'll never say those words. <laughs> like, because all of a sudden it turns out they don't actually believe they were wrong. That was a tool in the relationship or, or how they want, how they want to be. Right. So anyways, that's the biggest fear with you is that you're going to turn out to not be these things. You know, I, like you actually enjoy me with other women. Yeah. I've had partners where we've explored swinging and some other things that are, that aren't, aren't our type of lifestyle per se. Well, I guess it can be, but there's an, there's an overlap, but, but who, you know, who were okay with it because they were getting to, or they weren't okay with it and they were, I was okay with them doing it. And it's like, that's just an example where, you know, I never had someone that actually wanted me to like, Oh my God, let me find someone. I want, I want to find someone for you, but they can't just be some vanilla other hole. (laughs) They also have to, they also have to be this person that will provide this amazing experience and like nothing will turn me on more than watching you do you be you and do you to them and like like i I just i'm still waiting for the mask to fall off even though objectively (laughs) i know you i know it's not going to i suppose that's just a time thing yeah do you do you have that fear with me the more experience we get together then yeah yeah covid kind of shut that down we haven't got a chance to yeah, you know, <laughs> no the, kidding. The, the, the people we have played with, it was perfect. There was never any any jealousy or anything. I know that's not who we are, but in the past, there has been, even when the person tried to hide it. Right. It was ever-present. Insecurity, rules. Do you have that same fear with me? That, that I'm not going to be who I seem? Or that the mask is going to fall away? Um, or, that, or that this is going to somehow come to an end? I think it's not more, it's not about you personally, that I, it's just situationally. I, I was coming from a place where a lot of my situation was very chaotic. And so now I'm kind of in this restful place with you. And I, I, I kind of just PTSD wise, I'm kind of waiting for the shit to hit the fan again. And, you know, just cause it, had been so frequently (laughs) up until that point where I met you Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that's just gonna I'm just gonna be able to relax into it soon yeah I'm having to spend a lot of effort to reassure you on that because I know what you've been through before me and I have. I know. I have to keep reminding you. I mean, how many bad things have happened since you met me? Now, uh, life stuff happens, but how many of them have I not just fixed? Yeah. Like that. Like, and I'm saying I fix because that's. I took on that responsibility. Right. If this thing goes wrong. 
You got it. I, I'll take care of it. You yeah. don't have to worry. I remember when we just left for this trip. <clears throat> that that this was a, this was one of the times we shut things down. There wasn't an, it wasn't an argument. Mm-hmm. You started getting. We were taking off. We were packing everything up and just hitting the road. Right. You had anxiety over the to do list. The giant to do list. list. <laughs> the, the, the things that could go wrong. Right. And it was just. I remember like seeing you starting to feel anxiety over that. Again, this ties back into my fear, mm-hmm. which was if you get anxious, you're going to say something hurtful. You're not going to try to be hurtful. You're going to say things because you're ang- anxious over the things that can go wrong or the things that have to get done. You're going to say things, inadvertently question my integrity mm-hmm. about, well, if this goes wrong, we're going to be screwed. And I'm going to be hurt by that because what do you mean we're going to be screwed? Like, I can't take care of it. You right. don't trust me. Well, and you're like, well, no, of course I trust you. But, you know, and it's like that's where the, the, the disconnect between you saying something hurtful or not thinking you, you're being hurtful. But you are hurting me because you think that I can't fix that thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. But in the past, your partners couldn't fix those things that came up. Right. You know, and, and so like, I remember I, I, I kind of had to shut that down with you need to let that go. Have I ever failed you? No. Then, it, it, then you need to just absolutely let go and just trust that things are going to be okay. Nothing's going to come up that we can't fix. Like literally the, the transmission goes out on the car. We go to our bank account. It turns out that someone in Russia drained our bank account. We have no money in the bank. The, the car doesn't run. Like we're completely fucked. It's like, no, I will get us a place in town and I'll start immediately making money the way I do, which is, through my internet work Mm -hmm. and the worst case scenario worst case scenario in three weeks we're back on the road again right but you're not sleeping in a park you're not going hungry the vehicle's gonna have a new transmission three weeks later like nothing can go wrong that I can't fix your job will be to to play video games and and you know and just deal with the fact that I don't have a lot of time for you for a few weeks because I'll be busting ass to get it done I, that's not hard for me. Hard for me is you not trusting that I can do that. Right? right? That's my fear. So. So to wrap it all up, isn't it kind of beautiful that our fears are like mirrors of each other? I mean, we we keep finding more ways that that as a as a couple we've met each other's needs, but actually like the way that like your biggest fear and mine if they're handled properly completely resolve each other yeah well they're and they're well they're solved by the same thing the the ds component mm-hmm. and and the polyamorous component I, I think in this case the ds is more of it right as far as alleviating our fears um, actually, the polyamory part does nothing to alleviate your fears because your reason for it, well, that'll be another discussion. Mm-hmm. Your reason for it is completely different. Yeah. So, again, it has nothing to do with our fear. So, we'll just leave that for the next episode. But the, the DS part absolutely does. Yeah. Well, this has been good. Yeah. I like talking over morning coffee. You weren't a morning person before me. <laughs> no. Are, but are you starting to be more of one? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Well, when you wake me up like you did this morning, I guess it works well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way to start the day. Start the day with dopamine. <laughs> start, start every day by giving you a dopamine injection. Yeah. Yeah, we know. It's, it's not untrue. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So that's there's our biggest fears. All right. We'll, we'll, send, we'll send, have to send a link to her since it seems how she brought up. What was her name? Oh, Fuck, Love, Laugh podcast. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the fact that she brought up yeah. one of your biggest fears in a relationship, we'll send yeah. this to her. And... Yeah, we'll see if she has something to comment on it. Yeah, we will find out. Okay. All right, until next time. Bye.